0: What is up, DGAFers? All right, this episode is so fun. It it's is. actually really long. <laughs> it,
1: it, 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 we didn't plan on this. We actually we can only we're cheap, so we're not buying the website <laughs> we use for our podcast recordings. We get cut off at thirty minutes. Yeah,
0: we were like, shit, we're gonna have to stop this and record again. So, so mm-hmm. we're piecing together two episodes in one. So you're yeah. gonna get a lot of good stuff today. Yeah, and we're talking about
1: we start talking about our teaching backgrounds and like how we went from that kind of shitstorm part of our lives, right. I guess, for lack of a better term, how we started there and went to really finding our passion and our purpose in life.
0: Yeah. So the whole first half of the episode is about our journeys, like how we went from going to college and then going into teaching and how that went and how our mindsets were and then how the shift and when the shift happened happened to bettering ourselves and doing something more for ourselves. And then the second episode or second part of the episode is really about like how we went from these little small things that we decided to do to help ourselves in the situation we were in and how it like blossomed into a freaking amazing business that we're both passionate about and love to do every single day. And how
1: we were able to walk away from our full-time, quote unquote, full-time careers to start our
0: own business. I know so many people listening um, are either, you know miserable, <laughs> right? In their current situation and they feel stuck and it's impossible. And I just want to let you know that it's not impossible. It's, and it's not like you have to make these giant, um, decisions and these giant steps. If you just make baby steps and you consistently make baby steps, it then then turns into a giant step. Right. So I think a lot of the times, you know, when people watch us in the mornings when we do, cause Jen and I like to do a little spiels in the mornings on our Instagram stories. And they're probably like, oh, it must be nice to work from home and like have all this time to do this beautiful morning routine. And it's funny because it's like, dude, we work so freaking hard to get to this place right now. Yeah. Like, so all these small decisions we made over the past few years led us to being able to have the most fucking awesome morning of <laughs> our <know>. fucking lives. <laughs> it's and so true. it's not because I was just blessed with this shit. No. Right. And I'm sorry. We have to put the E. We will. That's this. fine. But
1: yeah, I mean, we work our asses off. And even my mom was like, I literally never talked to you anymore. Like I talked to her. That's my not, mom says the same thing. Not. It's not, <laughs> not true. true. But they,
0: I called my mom every day
1: too when I was a teacher. Yeah. I was miserable and yeah. I needed to complain. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like my mom was so funny the other day. She's like, can you get a pedicure today? And I'm like, today? No. <laughs> like, can we, can you just, can we like schedule some things in advance? We like, still have a job in <laughs> schedules. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, and she's, she told my husband, she's like, man. I feel like she's working harder now than she ever was when she was teaching, and yeah, I
0: a thousand percent, a thousand percent. But am. it's fun. I don't feel like. Miserable.
1: No. Not at all. I'm so happy. So happy. This is the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. So we were excited. We're like, we need to actually like take everyone through the
0: whole story. Yeah.
1: And we kind of get like all over the place in this one because there's so much that's happened. So
0: much. And we tried to cram it into a 50-minute episode. Yeah. So I think you're really going to enjoy it though. And also, if you're listening to this, and let's say you are in network marketing, because Jenna and I are, and we're not ashamed to, no. to fucking say that. It's amazing. Um, Because we love it. And we think that everyone should... At least venture in it at some point. Cause, you know, everyone's passionate about some type of service or product. I mean, let's just be honest. But, anyways, that's beyond the point. Um, But if you are a network marketer and you are in the whatever business, doesn't matter, um, I think you're going to enjoy this because, um, and maybe we need to do an episode at some point about maybe even more why network
1: marketing,
0: no, well, decided to branch off. from network marketing, but also keep it. Yeah. Like I think they need to know. I think a lot of network marketers will relate to our story and they might be like feeling a certain way right now. So that's beyond the point, but I think you'll really enjoy this um, episode and you'll learn a lot from it. Yeah. All right. More about yourself too. Definitely. And keep an
1: open mind about this and just, you know, we have some things coming in the next couple of weeks that you're going to want to stay tuned for. So it's exciting
0: for sure. So make
1: sure to take a screenshot of this episode. When you listen, tag us in your stories and tell us you know, can you relate to this? What are you taking away? Are you thinking that
0: you may want to take that same venture and do more with your life too? Yeah. And it, like I said, doesn't have to be a giant thing. Start small and we can help you with that. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we inspire you and getting into thinking about your passion a little bit more and maybe taking some baby steps to discover your passion. Maybe you haven't discovered that yet.
1: All right. All
0: right. Let's do this.
1: So with this episode, we kind of want to go off of our breaking points episode that we did two weeks ago and really kind of flip the the conversation a little bit to talk about breaking points that we've had in our careers.
0: Yeah, and kind of take you back through our journey on how we ended up going from full-time school teachers to Beachbody coaches to beach body coaches and the owners of the fit and social. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's been a very interesting
1: journey. And it's funny because when I think back to when I, you know, was in college and going to school for education, like I never in a million years thought this would be my life. No, never. And we talk so much about finding your vision and paving your path and coming up with, you know, what you want your life to be. And Back then, this would have been a totally different vision I had for my life.
0: Well, yeah. And I first, back then, I didn't know what a vision was. No. I same. had no clue. If somebody no. would have asked me to write one, I would have been like, getting a job as a yeah. teacher. And that would have been like it. Well, and
1: <laughs> I know. That's so true. And like, I think back to when I like my sorority days and like living in the house and doing all of those things. And like, gra- I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, most of that was so fun. Mm-hmm. But my friends and I even laugh now because we're like, do you remember like the stupid shit that we used to think was like so stressful? Yeah. Was so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah. And now we're like, okay, well now that we're
0: like hashtag adulting, like it's, that is pointless. Well, and I even think back to my college, like I had some pretty hard college classes. Don't get me wrong. Cause I was in all math classes 24 seven. But like, even thinking back, I'm like, Wow. Like the stuff I'm doing now as like a business owner is eight thousand times more challenging than any class I took in college. Mm-hmm. um but challenging in a fun way, right. Like, I don't think there was ever a college class that I took that I was passionate about or excited about. I was just going through the motions, just showing up and doing my homework and just being like, this is stupid. Like nothing I did, even my education classes, and that was what I was going into yeah. school to be. I was not passionate about it at all. I just did the assignments, got them done, got the degree that was, and like I was counting down the days until student teaching was over. Mm-hmm. I remember like in I had like my planner, and I literally would write down like fifty days left. Like, I was already miserable as student teaching, but yeah. I had gone to school for so long that I just felt like, there was no other option for me. All
1: right. So I've never even asked you this
0: question before, but I'm going to. So what made you go into education? Because I struggled in school so bad and I wanted to help other people not feel that struggle. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a teacher that actually understood kids who had struggles because I felt like a lot of the teachers um, that I had were like people who were, well, and I guess I don't know this because I never really asked them. So who knows? I just felt like, no one could relate to my issues. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. and as a kid who had, reading issues and comprehension issues and test taking issues and all these things and thought she was a idiot for so long it would have just been nice to have a teacher that had been like listen i was just like you but yeah. i'm fine i yeah. now i'm teaching you this right and i would have been like holy shit and so like <laughs> that's why i went into it and i love math like i really truly do i get excited about solving problems
1: this that is so true because we were actually doing some pricing for one of our new programs and for <laughs> companies the other day and it had a pattern in it as mm-hmm. we were going and Lauren was like, wait, wait, don't calculate it. I'm going to figure out the I pattern. I want to figure out the pattern. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh my God. <laughs> I just love solving problems. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. And I'll yeah. just keep doing it until I can solve it. So that's why I went into being a math teacher, but then it it didn't end up being that. Whatsoever, no. <laughs> unfortunately. No. Well, and I, you know, I
1: think it's hard when you're, 18 years old and you have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life.
0: Well, and yeah. And, and the things that are presented to you, like options, you know, you have, you take that as VAP, maybe that's the test. I can't remember what it was called. Um, there's a test that you take that basically tells you like what careers oh. will be good for you and like all of that kind of stuff. And like none of the careers were like, build a fucking business. No. Like, no, it was like be a teacher, be a counselor, be a this, and I'm like, okay, so I guess that's my options, right? Yeah, like you never, my eyes were never open. Like no one spoke about like no. creating your own job. No, <laughs> basically, no, <laughs>
1: no, yeah, that's so true. Nobody and, talked about that. Well, and it's funny, like I always, I always knew I wanted, I always had the heart to help people, and mm-hmm. I didn't know how I wanted to do that. And I actually, you know, I, I was not the best child in high school. I had a little rebellion stage, not as bad as, as Lauren's me, friend that we talked about. Yeah, last my friend, my, the alter ego. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go back to our drunk episode. Not that like bad. Details on that story. Oh God, yeah. um, but I actually started out in nursing for the sole purpose of everybody told me I should be an, an educator because kids loved me. I was so good with kids. I would, you know, they would love it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And like both my parents were in education, my family, like it's kind of just, it was always just assumed that I would be a teacher. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to prove you all wrong. And I went to school for nursing and thank God one of my first classes in my first semester was like nursing 101 and it was actually taught by a nurse. Yeah. And I went to that class and I was like, oh God. (laughs) No, (laughs) absolutely not. And, and, you know, and in this episode, we don't want you to think that we're saying anything negatively toward your career choice at all. Like if you're a nurse, we appreciate you. If you're a teacher, we love and support you. It's the hardest freaking job on the planet. We're just telling you our stories.
0: Yeah. We're just telling you like, maybe that's the passion you found through like experiences. And you're like, I'm so passionate about being, and my sister loves nursing. Like she loves it. And I'm like, Dude, that's amazing. Like, I'm glad you love your job and that you go and like there was teachers I worked with, like the one girl, oh my god. My <laughs> the girl that I worked with my last year of teaching is a saint sent from heaven mm-hmm. above. Mm-hmm. Best teacher ever. This is truly her passion and I am I literally told her. I was like this is your calling and I can tell and like every kid deserves to have you in their yeah. class yeah. as their teacher. That's how I felt about my teaching partner too. And yeah. I think, you know,
1: and and so long story here, this is probably going to be one of our longest episodes. I yeah, feel probably. Like. We have <laughs> so much to share. So when I did finally get my first teaching job after, you know, I decided nursing was not for me, I was so happy in that position because, and I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but we're going to, we're going to share kind of where the switch happened, mm-hmm. I guess, in this and how we mm-hmm. found our true passion through all of our stories. So I loved my first position because I was in a place where, I could be a leader and take on leadership roles and do just have freedom with how I wanted to teach my kids, mm-hmm. and that was when I was like flourishing. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I was never
0: flourishing in teaching. I'll just be honest. Okay, so I might <laughs> when I started teaching, I had the worst experience ever. Yeah, and I'll just be well. Honest. And this is true. I mean, your experience. Has a lot to do with it. So well, that's why Jenna taught for what eight? I taught eight years. And I only taught six. Because my starting off point was like my it was like my last three years. Yeah, it was terrible. Okay, so let's
1: let's hear, let's go positive first. Okay, positive. Okay, let's go with the positive. Let's always start thinking great. Okay, great. So my first year of teaching, my principal was the absolute best man I've ever worked for in my entire life. Like Mm -hmm. he was just had this vision and honestly that's where that was the important thing. He had this vision for what he wanted for all of our kids and didn't make excuses. And I mean I remember going to his office crying the one day because I literally had this kid, one kid in particular, on seven interventions. Oh
0: my God. Seven. And I was one to throw up.
1: Yeah. Well I was taking like I mean each one takes like ten to twenty minutes, which yeah. isn't that long. But when you're spending that much time on one kid throughout like the chunks of your day that you're not working with other kids like it's exhausting yeah uh, and yeah. i went into this meeting and he's like well have you tried this intervention and i started crying and i was like i can't <laughs> do one more intervention like i just don't know what to do and he's like okay all right okay but like it was the kind of situation where i could go in and be like hey i have an idea and he would stay after school like five. listen and- yeah. yeah he would be there till five o'clock or five thirty, like coming up with ideas for me and making it better and tweaking it and we'll try this, do this. What if you tried this way? And like that made it so much more fun. That's nice. Yeah. It yeah. was so fun. Yeah. And I would, I mean, just have small groups and I would make different lesson plans. Like everything, I worked so hard but I think that's my personality is like I don't half-ass anything I
0: do ever. Right. Nor do you. Right. No.
1: So let's hear your situation.
0: Well, I will start off positive too. I will say my – Principal, and I hope he's listening because I freaking love him. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my god, he's the best principal. Like when you when you go into teaching, if you don't have a good principal, your life sucks. Yeah, you're screwed. Basically, we'll get there soon. Yeah. And (laughs) so my principal at the high school that I worked at was a saint. Mm -hmm. Like he listened, he like didn't jump to conclusions. Like, if you know a kid's saying something, whatever, or a parent, he always took our side and listened to us first. Like just a great human being yeah. like Ugh. overall just a great guy and like I seriously think I would have quit way earlier if I had not had him yeah. as a principal um but so I'm for I'm forever grateful for for him cuz he's amazing um he's still there by the way and he's just great but anyways so that's the positive part <laughs> of the story <laughs> so when I started um I student taught or not student taught I long term subbed for about you know, a few months before I got my full-time job because I graduated in December. So I graduated in the middle of the year. So I had to substitute, you know, did all of that. And I actually substituted at a school and I really did enjoy, um, not the, t- not the teaching part, oh, but I loved the people there. Yeah. Like I loved the, the it, staff and like, they'd come and ask me if I needed help and they would yes. give me things and they were just really supportive and nice people. And so, I didn't really love the job because my anxiety was super high. Because I was a brand freaking spanking new teacher. I taught algebra two, I taught honors geometry, and I taught algebra. Mm -hmm. So, as a brand new teacher, I had three preps and I had never taught geometry in my life. So, and I hadn't taken it since my sophomore year in high school. So, there was that. Because they don't, you don't take geometry in college. So, I hadn't taken it since then. And I was teaching seniors and I was 23 years old. Oh my! So God. it was like really intimidating and like really scary. So I was so on edge. I literally had to study geometry every night before I would go teach a class yeah. because I didn't remember anything. Like right. it was so, it was so bad. So my anxiety was freaking high. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I'm like sweating. It was so awful. But um, the, the people there helped a ton, a ton, a ton. So I love them. So then I get a call from the school that I – then I won't say their name. The school I then got my full-time job at. And the principal actually called me, the wonderful guy. And um, I went, interviewed, got the job. And so I start, you know, come in for my whatever they're called days. Orientation. days, orientation day, all the things. And I worked with a bunch of women. Mm -hmm. Okay. There was not one male in the math department, which is an issue because women – sometimes aren't the best. <laughs> okay? So...
1: Well, but I feel like that is stereotypical because we work with women now. Well... And they are true. the
0: best. They are the best. These women. These women are not the best. We're not the best. There was one. Okay. That was okay. That was great. And, okay. And um, and why? Because mm-hmm. what were they doing? So this is what happened. So I'm young as shit. Have only... Mm-hmm. The only teaching experience I've had was that long-term subbing job uh, in my student teaching, obviously. And um, they... Didn't help me at all. So they wouldn't tell me where the books were. Okay, so I asked if we had books because I, once again, was teaching geometry and I still was not the greatest with the geometry, geometry. content. So I needed guidance and I needed something mm-hmm. uh, like a teacher manual of some sort. Like somebody helped me. Um, so they decided to not tell me where the books were. So I actually ended up having to ask the maintenance guy. Because he, I was like, do you know? Because they're like, I don't know. Ask the maintenance guy. I'm like, why does the maintenance guy know where the books are? <laughs> like, I was so confused. So I had to ask the maintenance guy. They were in some lockers somewhere. So he walked me to him and helped me bring all the books in. So like, they oh. wouldn't even help me with that. Then the geometry teacher, there was another geometry teacher. Um, She taught like, which different. Which you would think you would oh, like. Oh, that she would collaborate with me and yeah. help. Oh, hell no. Yeah. She wouldn't even let me look at her. Like she had like her units planned basically for like the whole first semester. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, can I like have that? So I can have like a guideline of what I'm supposed to do because I've never done this in my life. Ever. Uh, Yeah. And she let me look at it for one hour. One hour. She gave me one hour to look at her binder and then took it from me. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to make copies of anything. I wasn't allowed to do anything. She wouldn't talk to me. She wouldn't like, I'd ask her questions and she was so rude to me. And then our department head did nothing, like, didn't help me. And she was my mentor, by the way. I never got mentored at all. No, it was so so thrown to the wall. So I basically did everything on my own except my one. The one teacher that worked there was new, too, the Mm -hmm. same year I was there. And thank God she had taught geometry before for, like, five years. So she helped me so much. I would go to her. She would give me all of her old stuff, and she would, like, help me with problems Mm -hmm. that I didn't know what I was doing, and I had to teach the next day. She would help me with that. So she's still my friend to this day. I love her. She helped me. She saved my life. But, like, that's what I came into my first year of teaching, was women that were mean and didn't help me with anything, Mm -hmm. and I was so stressed, like, Well, and, so stress. And that's what we're gonna talk about in this episode. You're gonna see where
1: your job and the things that you're doing daily can either build you up or bring you completely down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so going back to my story with the first five years that I was in this position, I was happy. I was so happy doing that. I was, you know, developing leadership skills and and had freedom to do what I wanted and how I wanted to do it and all of that. Well, Super long story short, they ended up, we found out January of my fifth year of teaching that they were closing our school. Mm -hmm. So we all got like just thrown kind of everywhere. And I ended up in a new position. I was not with my teaching partner any longer, who I absolutely love to this day, absolutely adore her, and ended up in a fifth grade position in a different building. So same district, different building. But the difference here, I mean, I've always loved The other teachers that I've worked with. I've always felt supported. I've always had Mm -hmm. just awesome relationships there, but the leadership can make or break it. It really can. And I just remember this was like, I, I got to the point where I was literally like calling my mom on the way home from school every single day and I would cry and like just complain about something or like, bitch about the day or the, you know, whatever was happening. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you, I, I shared this story on my um, Instagram stories and I want to share it here too, just because I feel like, I almost feel like you need to hear it so that you can feel how I was feeling. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Um, But I remember one time in particular, this was my last year of teaching. I, this is the level things had gotten to. I was teaching four different sections of math, fourth and fifth grade, and I had a whole group lesson. So I would do like 15, 20 minutes of this lesson. And then from there we would do breakout sessions. So I would have small groups of kids and I would make a lesson plan separate for every single group. Mm-hmm. And I had like a couple co-teachers. Like it was great. Um, but I was making like 28 lesson plans a day for math. No, <laughs> I would never do that. And on top, that, <laughs> on top of that, I was teaching science and language arts also. Yeah. And I had small groups for reading. So like Take that into consideration, like how many lesson plans I was making, but I was doing it for these kids because Mm -hmm. it's what they needed. And, like, I think, you know, you and I both have the same philosophy in terms of teaching math. Mm -hmm. Like, if a kid doesn't understand something, oh, yeah,
0: you, what do you do? Well, when I started out, like, Sorry to break up your story. I'll finish in one second. When I started, I was that teacher that was like, let's do all these really cool projects and let's differentiate it for all these kids and let's like make it fun and interesting and make sure that it's relating to real life. And I literally did so many things to make math like so that these kids actually would learn stuff. And they care. And well, well, what ended up happening were some parents complained because the stuff I was doing, the kids were getting... You know, it was challenging. Like, yeah. they were projects that made them think that took longer than 30 minutes to do. Like, it took a week for them to figure out. Obviously, I gave them the right amount of time to do it. But they weren't used to that kind of teaching. They just wanted me to give them a worksheet and mm-hmm. call it an A day, just give my kid an A mm-hmm. and let's just move on. Same. And I wasn't doing that because I wanted them to actually learn. And I wanted it to be fun for me, too. I didn't want to sit in a classroom and teach at the board and hand a freaking worksheet out. No. Like, shoot me in the face. That's so boring. Yeah. And it's boring for our kids. So – I did that for about three years and then I quit. Well, you had parents. Oh, threatening to take me to the board. Like it was just so stupid. And you know what? I was like, I got run over so hard and I was like, cool. I'm doing worksheets. Yeah, I'm doing this because I'm done. That was the exact same thing that happened to me because
1: I was doing all these lesson plans and all these small groups and all these things. And I went and I actually called a meeting. I emailed our our principal. And I, I asked if we could have a meeting with like our whole team, all the support people that we had available and with her and everything. And this was like January. So right after Christmas and obviously everyone's freaking out because state testing's coming and yeah. that's a whole another story. A whole nother thing. So we get into this meeting and I start bringing up my concerns about the kids. And I'm like, listen, this is where they're at. And I know where they're at because I work with them every single day. I'm doing small groups. I know that, you know, this kid is at this point in the grade level. This kid is actually two grade levels behind. And here's what they need. And here's what we can do. And here's how we can plug their holes and blah, 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 blah. And she looked at me and she goes, well, wait, what unit are you on? In front of, literally, there were like 15 people in this meeting. Mm -hmm. So I told her what unit we were on. And we were like six weeks behind at that point. And she was like, well, that is too far behind. They are not going to pass this test. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, they're not going to pass it anyway if I just, like, catch them up on this unit. Like, they have no idea what's happening. Right. And instead of saying, okay, I see what you're – because because here's my personality, too, is I, I will not sit and bitch about something without bringing a solution. Right. I will not do right. it. Right, right. And I was turning into that person to my mom, to my husband, like just to me, to bitch. bitching. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, here's the problem. Here's my solution. Here's what I'm proposing. Here's what I'm asking for in terms of support. And instead of even listening to what I was saying, she looked at me and she goes, well, maybe we should just have someone else teach math for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's such a slap in the face. Such a slap in the face. And, and in the, the three years that I'd been there, not one time had she ever watched me teach math. Right. She's just assuming that I suck at it because I was behind. Right. Of like, course. And that, I think, was the lowest I had been teaching. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, like screw it. I'll just make some damn copies and hand them out because yeah. it and doesn't just go through the
0: motions. Because yep. that's where people aren't gonna complain about me. Yeah, They're not no no attention's gonna be on me. Yes. I can, and that's what happened to me too. I used to stay after school until like when I was doing all the projects and all yeah. the fun stuff. I'd probably stay after school until 5 p.m. grading and making sure my plans were perfect for the next day and like really excited about it. And then um, when I started getting so burnt out from the bullshit. I was leaving school as soon as the bell would same, ring. Same. same. Hi, And I'm not bringing up paper home. No. I'm only no. grading at school. Hell no. See you later. I was the exact same you know way. what that turned into? Completion grades. Yeah. And you know what? Like, and that's what's happening. And I feel like now we're just speaking about like people who get burnout. out. There's obviously people who, like the girl I worked with at right last year, who's freaking badass and amazing. I don't know how she's not burned out, but she's not. Um, <laughs> she's amazing. Right. But like, I know that teachers listening that have, are feeling the way we felt and we're not bashing the profession. I think teachers are amazing. And I, I wish I would have loved it. Yeah. I wish I would have, cause I went to school for all this, but anyways, it's fine. I love helping people. And through this experience, we're going to get to the point through this <laughs> experience of like, Going through all of this, it helped us become aware of what we wanted. Because what happened was, you know, we were getting, you know, so stressed out, we'll beat down, beat every down, single day, <laughs> dead, tired, like things, like our emotional state. I started was not okay. No, I started having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. I would. I had a,
1: a time where I was driving to school, and I would, I literally called my husband sobbing because I was going to wreck my car. Yeah. So for the sole reason that I didn't want to have to go into school that day.
0: Yeah. I cried a lot. I cried in the middle of class once. I was in the middle of teaching geometry. And I just started bawling. And the kids were staring at me like, what's happening? I just ran out. Yeah. Because I was just so emotionally drained and physically drained that, like, I was just so done. And then I think from there, I just needed to start doing things for myself Mm -hmm. um, because I was waking up at the last minute, going to school you know, serving everyone all day and then coming home and sleeping for three hours because I was so dead Then waking up and eating shitty food and then doing it all over again. Yeah, same, same. The only thing that we had to do with our lives was when I got home from work was watch TV. Yeah. That's it. There was like nothing else happening. There was no, there was no self care. There was no, you know, time for me Mm -hmm. that I was carving out because I felt like I was so exhausted that I couldn't do it. Yeah.
1: And I didn't have enough time and all of that bullshit. Well, and I think, you know, we want to be very, very clear with you here. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a teacher. It doesn't matter what your profession is. If you're feeling like this or if you've ever felt like this, it's up to
0: you to make changes. And it's Mm -hmm. going to be the last thing you want to do. Yeah. And it doesn't – and we're going to talk about the small changes because that's what's important. Because let me tell you, when I was miserable in my job and, like, you know, feeling like crap, my first thought wasn't quit. It no, wasn't. No. My first thought was like, how do I get myself feeling better? Well, same. Quitting did not come into my mind until literally my fifth year yeah. of teaching. I was in my seventh year before I even realized
1: that quitting could possibly be an option. Yeah, in my that future. was
0: not. I never thought that could be an option for no, me. No. So no. I was trying to figure out how to keep myself sane. Yeah. Well, because we went to school for it for so long. And
1: I just, you know, my like, God, I'm going to have 35 years in this. I'm on year. Six. Well, I also
0: didn't know what I would do. Right. Like, what do I do? Like, do I go back to school for something else? What the hell do I go back to school for? Right. I, I don't, don't know. I'm going to be nursing. Yeah. I don't know. I have like- <laughs> no idea. I, that's where I was. Yeah. So I'm like, teaching is going to be for the rest of my life, but how can I make this more enjoyable for myself? And so that's Same. where working out and that kind of stuff came into play. Well, here's what's funny
1: is you guys, Lauren and I did not know each other at this point in our lives. No. Like we need to make that very clear. Not at all. We didn't know each other and yet we were both struggling with so many of the same things Mm -hmm. and we didn't – I didn't share this anywhere. I even – I had a conversation with my mom this morning about this because I shared this on my Instagram stories. She's like, oh, boy. Oh, God. Here it goes. But I'm like, you know what? People need to freaking hear this because Mm -hmm. I've had those stories up for an hour and I'm getting Mm -hmm. people voting and commenting and messaging me like, thank you for sharing this. And I'm like, yeah, we need to. We need to talk about the mindset piece because – it's literally the most important thing. And and my mom's like, you know, she's like, I miss talking to you every single day. She's like, you used to call me on your way home from school. She's like, but you know what I don't miss? She's like, I don't miss you crying every single day. Right. She's like, you call me like a couple times a week now, and it's you're always on cloud nine, excited, like telling you what's happening yeah, and like all the things. This is what we created. This is who is doing this with us. This is what's happening. She's like, I would take that in a heartbeat just to see you happy. Yeah, But. But to figure that out, it started for me, it started with workouts. Mm -hmm. Me too. That was it. Mm -hmm. That was it because I knew if I could get a workout in and to the point you guys, I literally was not waking up that much earlier. All I was choosing to do was do a half hour workout in my living room. There were days I would wear my sweatpants dripping with sweat and my (laughs) sports bra. I would put a Lululemon headband in and put my hair up and do my makeup at stoplights in the car and go to school. Right. Like it wasn't like I was getting up earlier and yeah. making all this time for myself. Like, no. Yeah. No. Right. That came later. First, it was like, do your workout so that you don't hate
0: your entire day. hmm hmm For sure. I I started doing my workouts after school, actually, because I had this whole limiting belief that there was no way I could wake up before. So I had to be at school at 7 a.m., um, and which would mean I would have to get up at like 4.30 in yeah. the morning cool. to be able to get my workouts in. but. For a long time, I thought that that was stupid and I would never do that. And I eventually ended up doing that. And it was way better than working out after school. So those of you who make the I don't have time excuse and like, I have to be at work at seven. That's just too early. That's literally the biggest load of horseshit I've heard. But you have to like realize that. Yeah. Like you have to realize that on your own. Right. And and make that decision on your own to Us telling you that is not going to – you have to be ready and you have to make that choice. Right. And so like I wanted to like – especially when I had my son, like I didn't want to be spending time after school exercising. I'd rather be able to come home, maybe shut my eyes for a couple minutes before mm-hmm. I had to go pick him up from the babysitter and then hang out with him and not have to like worry about it. So that's why I shifted to the morning, but it seriously helped me so much with my attitude at school, even though I was still kind of like miserable, miserable there. It helped me with my mm-hmm. attitude. It helped me with the way I addressed kids. It helped me mm-hmm. with like everything. And, but I, you know, as I started doing that some more and got into the community and, you know, met Jenna. Mm-hmm. then that's where like these little small changes happened um and we started realizing maybe we're passionate about something else yeah
1: yeah well and i think i think connecting with you and realizing how much we had in common with this like i mean it's really been a solid four year journey that we've learned so much about ourselves and mm-hmm. each other and what we're we're doing with all of this but once we got ourselves to a point where we were confident enough in our own journeys like
0: and we were like we gotta we gotta help other people yeah for sure and I think just making that one small decision to exercise that was literally the small decision you guys was let's work out and from there I had posted something on social media that Jenna had seen and then she reached out that's a small action right mm-hmm. there reached out I was like yep I would love to you know, partner with you and do something like with our workouts and whatever. Yeah. And then we're going to get into our whole story in a second. We have to actually come back in a minute because mm-hmm. this only lets us record for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then we'll so, come back. So you got our whole teaching background story and and all of that and kind of how we started transitioning into our passion just from doing one small thing. And then we're going to kind of step you through. Yeah. The rest. How things have grown. Into what it is right, right exponentially,
1: now. Exponentially. So. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to be continued in a second. (laughs) All right. So we're back. We're back. And we want to talk about how our journeys with teaching and kind of really just trying to get our own shit together led to us ultimately quitting our jobs and opening our own business. Yeah. Because people look at us now. This, I mean, this is the whole point of this episode is we have people that will message us now and be like, yeah, well... It's cool you guys did that, but I can't do that.
0: Yeah. Or you guys have all this time, so that's why you're able to do this. But I have a full-time job, and I have this and that. And I'm like, you have not even seen what we did to get to this point. You just see us now. Like – at, that's a whole... I don't know if I want to talk about that right now. Well, maybe we'll get to that in a second. Like, my whole thing. I remember I told you I wanted to go off on people the one day about yeah. time. Yeah, that, glad to, We'll do that in a second. That but, needs um, to be, like, another whole episode, I feel yeah, like. Or else yeah. this is going to be a two-hour long podcast. Because, you know, and a lot of times... And I'm you know, i guilty of this, too, is, like, looking at somebody and being like, oh, well, that must be nice because they have this, this, and this. That's why they got yeah, it. Well, it's, it's like, you don't know how hard they have probably worked to get to where they are right. and how much harder they're going to continue working to get to the next place, right? Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: And you know, I think truly it started with us working out before school to manage our own anxiety. That was it. That's it. Literally it. Okay. So from there, fast forward. Um, to be very, very honest with you, I started coaching with Beachbody because I wanted twenty five percent off of the superfoods. That was it. Yeah, it's literally the only reason I signed up to Beachbody coaching. That was it. I, I didn't, didn't even know what the, I didn't, I didn't know what Shakeology was until no, you
0: messaged me. Nope.
1: And I didn't know what coaching was. I didn't know I could build a team. I didn't, I had no clue. Me neither. I had no idea. All. So I just started ordering stuff because I was drinking anyway and I got it for 25% off and I was like, sweet, whatever. Well, from there they're like, Hey, you should try to help three people a month. And I was like, okay, Okay, I could do that, whatever. And I just started sharing everything I was doing. The only that was in like my posts looking back are so freaking funny mm-hmm. from like four years ago, they're five miserable. years. They're so funny because so they're, they're just so bad. ridiculous. I had no clue what I was doing on social media. And I was just like, hey, got my workout in. And I would like post something. Mm-hmm. So Lauren posted that she, you know, unbeknownst to me, was doing the same thing I was doing. She was working out, trying to get back. Managing anxiety and after she had Cameron, like, Mm -hmm. she was working on herself. And she finally got to the point
0: where she felt good about it. Yeah, I was loving what I was doing. It was making me feel so much better. So she made one post on Facebook and I was like – Hello. Yeah. Well, I posted a transformation photo. Yeah. Um. Because I was like, I had never posted something like that in my life. And I was literally almost puked when I like hit post because I was like, oh God, what is everybody going to think? Like, are people going to think I'm annoying? Because I'm – but I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, I normally don't post stuff like this, but like, I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. That I'm like – Working this job, I just had a baby, and like I lost all this weight, and yeah. I was so proud. And then that's where she messaged me from that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, "All
1: right, we should do this together." And from there, we just did beachbody coaching. Yeah. for for about what? Huh? God, by three
0: years. Yeah, two and a half years. Two and a half years. I'd yeah, say.
1: and and it was funny because we actually went to their national conference or their national convention, and on the way home, we had this like revelation that we're like, we. Could quit our jobs mm-hmm. if we just work hard at this. We could quit our jobs. Yeah, and at that point, even we had no vision
0: of starting our own company. Well, I would even go back further because, and before we even had that conversation. So when I started coaching and I was teaching full time and I had a newborn baby, um, you know, I was I was obviously coaching for fun at this point. What I had literally no idea, no, that coaching could be something full time. I thought it was just something fun that. People just did on the side. And and not only that, I had no idea I would want that. Yeah, I didn't either. I was just like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is something I can do when I get home from work or post about it on my way to work. Like, something that was like – Mine. Something – else other than just teaching children all day long and yeah. like being dead when I got home. Like yeah. I had something exciting to go to, like, let's look at our group and see what the girls are doing in there. Or let's just see like, Oh, these people comment on my post. Like let's message the back. Like, so I had something like exciting to look forward to when I wasn't so excited to go right. to work. Well, and like
1: you knew you were inspiring other people just by showing up. Yeah. So that's what kept me
0: going. Yeah. And I had no idea that I could a make any kind of money from it. That wasn't even my goal at the no. beginning. Like my goal at the beginning was I just need a community of people and I need something to like make me have some happiness yeah, in same, my life. <laughs> same. I just need some joy, something you guys. Same. I just
1: did it for the discount. Yeah. Seriously. I didn't even know there was a community involved when I did it the yeah. first time. And then once I got involved in the community was where I was like, Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we did that for a while. Jenna was still teaching. I was still teaching. We were just sharing what we were doing authentically, um, connecting with a bunch of people, like just whatever, and having fun. Like we were making challenge groups and putting people in them and like doing boot camps online. Like it was so fun. And and then through that, you know, uh, then, you know, we're like, oh, well, well Jenna already went to a, their, it's called Summit. It's like their conference. She went to one of New Orleans and I had just... Got, I just started coaching, mm-hmm. so, like, I missed that boat because it was literally, like, a month, a month before the conference. Obviously, I wasn't going. Um, so I watched them go, like, obviously, through Jenna's Instagram stories and Facebook and all of that. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks so fun. I want to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just, like, I want to go to have I fun and hang out with people. I didn't, like, expect it to change my life right. and to actually, like – Give me this vision that I could help people like this forever, like do the thing that I am really excited about when I get home from school and I love doing. Like, I could actually do this for like a job, like full time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't r- realize that until we went to the conference the following year in Indianapolis and just the stories of people and the community that was there and the, mm-hmm. the you know, the opportunity, and the possibilities and where we could go with this. I was like, Wow, and that's where we were on the ride home. And um Jenna was like, I need to like take a leap of absence from school. Yeah. Like I
1: need to not go back to that situation because that was the year that the the story I told in the beginning of the podcast, that had happened the, that January. So this was the next summer. Um, and I didn't even share this in the first episode. I also, during that year, that was when my uncle had passed away. Mm-hmm. And this was like my last straw with this with school was I had like 87 sick days left or something ridiculous like that. And my uncle passed away, and they forced me to take a day without pay because I only had two personal days, and I would used them both already. That's so insane. Yeah, because God forbid we celebrated my birthday, and I took a personal day for that. Right. So because my uncle passed away, I had to give up my pay for the day Mm -hmm. to go. And I was like, you know what? I am freaking done. Yeah. So that was how beat down I was from that whole situation. So then after leaving Summit, where I've never felt more inspired by anything
0: my whole life, we were like, let's just do this. Yeah. So you had the conversation with Chad, and then Jenna ended up being able to take a leave of absence for a year. Yeah. So
1: I was unpaid for an entire year, but I had the opportunity to go back to that school. If.
0: If you know, it didn't work out or, you know, she didn't like it or whatever. Yes. Well, I sat down with my husband too. I remember we were riding bikes actually. Um, it was like summertime and I told him how the conference went and I broke down and was like, I'm just going to, and this is like, I hope he's okay with me sharing this, but I basically like told him like, if I keep teaching, like if I, if you tell me that I have to keep teaching at at some point, like you don't support me in like doing something I love, we're probably gonna get divorced.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was, and it hurt me to say it to him because he's the best human being in this entire he world. He is the best. He's human. the best human. And like, I I had to let him know how serious I was because I'm like, if you sit here and tell me like, well, we can't, you can't quit your job, like you have to do this, like we need your paycheck. I'm like, I would have been so miserable that I would have resented you the entire time, yeah, because. You basically told me I couldn't and I would have listened to you because you're my husband and I would have like, you know, did what was best for the family. But I'm like, if you sit here and tell me I'm not allowed, like, yeah, I'll probably like in the next like three years or so be so freaking miserable that I'm just going to have to leave you so I can do what I want. Yeah. And he, when I told him that he was like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like that's not happening. Right. And he's like, like, that's how miserable you are. And I was like, Nick, I cry all the time. Yeah. Like, and I have anxiety through the freaking roof. So I remember riding bikes. He's like, listen, like your student loans, like you have to work one more year and then your student loans will get paid off. Like Mm -hmm. your federal student loans, because I worked in a low income, whatever. um, And I was a math teacher. So I got a lot of my loans paid off if I, if I went for a certain amount of time. So he's like, can you just do one more year? And then I, well, you can be done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I can do one more year." So I went back my last year and <laughs> suffered through that. But God,
1: basically, <laughs> like thinking about how hard that year was, like, because I oh was, I was off. It was so hard. I would like meet you at Panera at lunch for like. 37 minutes to work on whatever we could, mm-hmm. and then you would just go back to work. It was so I horrible. I come home. It was and, oh. so
0: horrible. I, I mean, I was working as a – I was wanting to be a full-time coach, and I was a full-time teacher, and I had a son, and I was trying to do my own shit, like workout and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she was getting up at 4 a.m. So that's why, like, when you say – I don't have time. Like, Lauren will kill you. I get really upset. She, well, which makes sense. I get really upset because I get – it's not that I'm upset with that person. Like, I'm mad at you. It just breaks my heart that you're going to let these excuses keep you from being happy. Right. Right. Because yeah, how hard was it to work a full-time teaching job and try to be a full-time coach and a mom and a wife and all these things? It was so hard. I literally, my right eye was twitching every single day yeah. because my doctor was like, you're like fatigued. He's like, yeah, you, your, no body's, your body's literally telling you to like take a break. And I was like, I can't. I'm like, I can't because this is short-lived. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing this forever so I know that, but like right now I can't let the gas off because I ha- see the bigger picture and I know eventually I'm not going to be doing this full-time teaching job anymore. But if I take the brakes off because my eye's twitching, like then the rest of my life, my eye is going to be like falling out of my head. Right. Like I'm going to have no eyeballs left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it's worth it. It's worth it. It was so worth it though. Oh my God. It was literally so worth it. So when Jenna didn't go back, obviously. Yeah. So I,
1: I ended up turning my, I I didn't just turn a letter of resignation. And I actually went in and told them that, you know, we were starting our own company. This is what we were doing, that I had to follow this passion and this dream
0: and see where it could go. And mm-hmm. thanks. But, but at that point, at that point, we were just beach beachbody. It was not. Yeah. Fit we and didn't social. have the mindset stuff no. in, the, in the separate to our network marketing company. It was straight up network marketing. And I, I just, I don't even. When did this even come? Do You know, I well. When I was know. the day? Because I don't even know. I don't know when the day was either. Because
1: I remember we actually were on a call with um one of Lauren's clients who she's amazing. She's owns her own company. She's unreal, unbelievable. And she was like, you know, girls, it it's amazing that you have beachbody. That's like network marketing is unreal. It's a great There's opportunity. So many opportunities, yeah. But you probably need something more. And Lauren and I got off that call and we were like, what the hell is she talking about? Well, she basically like, said, like,
0: <laughs> she's like, because she uses Beachbody, my client, and she lost literally, I think, like, it's like almost 60 pounds yeah. now. And she, she looks, looks amazing. unbelievable. And she's like, I love Beachbody. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, they're amazing. My life has been changed. She goes, however, what happens if Beachbody? disappears out of nowhere, like something happens or what happens if they change their model of like how they pay you guys and how it works. And now you don't have a, like you quit your full-time job. This is your full-time job. She goes, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, that's not going to, you know, I got kind of, that's not going to happen. Oh my God. Like, what are you talking about? And then we talked to our husbands about it.
1: Well, that was the first time that our eyes were open to To like, like, oh, oh, that's hmm. kind of true. That is kind of true. Well, but then, but also at the same time that conversation was in the back of our heads, we were kind of getting frustrated, not frustrated, kind of frustrated, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, but let's just be real. With clients because we had some people that we could just give workouts to, give nutrition to, give supplements to, and they would be like happy and seeing results. Doing great. And we had others who couldn't, mm-hmm. could not. Physically press play on a workout for more than a day. Yeah. Like that was the the range. And so Lauren and I are like, where is the disconnect? What's happening? What's, What's missing? What's happening? What's missing? And we really felt like it was the mindset piece mm-hmm. that was missing. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, you know, she and I, you've heard all of our stories about being fit and social because we love to drink and go out. Yeah, and we love to be go to be social, dinner and we
0: love to work out and do our nutrition. We have yeah. both. And so we're like, okay,
1: well, that's kind of – because because everybody says, like, when you're trying to brand yourself, like, what are you good at? And we would joke that we're good at being social. Yeah, we're good at, like, going out to dinner. and <laughs> Yeah, like, we're good at doing those. Eating those, cheeseburgers when yeah, we want to and yeah. that kind
0: of stuff. Like, fried yeah. mozzarella sticks are my jam. Like, yeah. we're
1: good at, at washing them down with a but beer. We all,
0: I wasn't always good at that, but then, you know, as I we've had that story of, like, our issues. But like, as we started getting good at that, we started realizing that so many other people – just had that all or nothing mindset. Yeah. And well, we were in that place where we didn't have an all or nothing mindset anymore. No,
1: we were good at like being social and then getting right back on track. Yeah. And not a lot of people are good with that. No. So, but I just remember the day that we actually, we were like Googling domains for mm-hmm. like what what websites were available and we were like fit and social. And we're like, how is that not a how thing? How is that not taken? That's not, uh, that's not taken. It's available. And we were like, okay, sold. Sold, like, this fit is and our, Social's our name. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we- Got
0: an LLC for yeah. Fit and Social. Well, and- I think the my client, well, so we went back to my client who yeah. gave us the idea in the first place to kind of not like branch off in the sense of get rid of Beachbody because we're still Beachbody coaches. We still recommend oh, everything to people because it's I will, freaking amazing. I will never do other workouts. But mm-hmm. like when we say branching off is like having a separate thing that we can offer people with a separate income and kind of diversify our business so that if something happens to Beachbody, God forbid. Hopefully, it doesn't, we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And so, we kind of brought that to her, and she was giving us ideas of like how we could make this a thing. And she's like, work with clients one on one. That's what you guys have been trying to do with your current Beach Body clients. But, like, you guys, I'm just going to be transparent. When we sell a challenge pack to somebody, like yeah. like workouts, nutrition, and for all the, of the whole things, year. For the whole year, we make like thirty dollars. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, yeah. So
1: we It's <laughs> like so bad. It's so bad, and we so we were like getting on client calls with some clients every single week. Yeah. To offer nutrition support, to offer my, to offer all of these things, where I'm getting paid thirty dollars for the whole year.
0: Yeah. Like no offense, but I'm not getting on calls with somebody every week when I have a kid and all these other things to like. Like I'm not do I I well, need to make money. I'll well, t- <laughs> I need to
1: support my family. But also, it wasn't really benefiting the client as much as it could have either because well, we, we had no
0: rhyme or reason. No, to it was it just like a check in, like how's it going? And they're like, what's well, not going well? Like KY, like that was right. And like we never would come to a call. Like we know their problem. Let's we know the solution. Let's give it to them because like we were just randomly doing calls. So anyway, so my our the girl a client that I was working with, and she was giving us all these ideas. She's like, do a one on one thing you know, actually guide them through something like develop maybe a course or she was giving us some ideas. So we started, and this took a while though, you guys, oh, yeah. it's not like she gave us this idea and we went and started doing it immediately. We actually mm-hmm. kept just doing Beachbody still. We kind of had that on the back burner for yeah. a while. Like yeah. that's something like we would month. like to do. Months but we don't know what the hell that even is because it was scary because it's not something we've never done before. So right. We were
1: freaking out. Yeah. Two former teachers here, guys. Like we have to Google everything or did at that point. Yeah. So have no idea. The amount of things we've learned in the last um, two years is unreal.
0: Right. So after, you know, just going beach body coaching, beach body coaching, we finally were like, okay, this fit and social thing needs to like, something needs to happen with it. Mm-hmm. Like we need to do something with it. So, um, I was following this girl on Instagram and she has her own like fitness stuff or whatever. So I reached out to her and I was like, you know, like, cause I didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to no, do We didn't even know to contact start. or anything. So she actually, I mean, she did help us get some things rolling. And so from there we took that small action to reach out to a random on Instagram who was launched her own business in a sense. And we were like, how did you do that? Like, yeah. how do you, how does this work? Like we yeah. had no idea. And she was kind of like telling us and. It was a great starting point for us. That's where the Fit and Social Mindset Academy came from, just like talking to somebody on social media and getting ideas from somebody else. And she kind of helped us with that. So we built that pretty quickly after mm-hmm. figuring a couple things out. Um, so that's kind of how that started. So we built Fit and Social and Fit and Social Mindset Academy. And then that was like our only only thing we had yeah. separate from Beachbody at that yep. point. Yep. Yeah. And we had eBooks. We had some
1: other couple of things. Yeah. We made an things. eBook. Yeah. I remember
0: because people loved our like random yeah. recipes that we would and, make.
1: Well, and here's what's funny about us is like, we are not afraid to take action on anything. No. I just, I wanted the direction of what to do. Like, yeah. Like
0: how so, do you like sign a client up? Because we we knew how to sign them up through Beachbody. But yeah. Like, but how like, do you sign a client up by myself? Like, yeah. Like, whoa. What? Uh, yeah. Like how do you collect money from people? Right. How do you send them things? Like we were like we are, so clueless. It was
1: so funny to look yeah. back on that. And so, so then things have have shifted very quickly. Very quickly. Um, we actually ended up hiring another business coach. This one, the amount of money that we put into this makes me actually want to vomit. Yeah. Um. But here's here's a a glimpse into how much this costs. We accidentally included a trip to Costa Rica in it. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we accidentally did that.
1: Accidentally. We had no idea. So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to learn so much about ourselves in this process. I can't even wait. I know. I'm it's, excited. It's going to be fun. Hold on.
0: I want to back up a second because I think we skipped a little bit. So before we skipped a lot, before there's... the Fit and Social Mindset Academy began, we actually had our ebook first. Yes. And so just to give you a background on how our ebook came, this is a birth. We, um, so we'd show pictures of our food on Instagram all the time. People would always text us and be like, what is, what is that? Blah blah blah. And then we're like, take five freaking seconds to make this. Like we need to just meal prep one day, just yeah. make all this shit and take pictures of it. And like we Googled how to make an ebook. And like there's this website called Canva. They're like, just do it in Canva. They have an ebook template, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we did that. So we literally cooked all of the food that we normally cook yep. in, in Jenna's kitchen. And we used her freaking like, what are those trays? Like, those, a, like a like a breakfast tray. Yeah. Okay. So we used a breakfast tray upside it's down, white, upside down. Put it on her coffee table in her living room with our diva light hanging over top of it, and that, and we would just set the meals under yeah. the diva light and take pictures of it, and then we just put it in Canva and made an ebook.
1: Yeah. Oh, we also only used one plate and one bowl. Yeah. The whole time. The whole time from Target, we bought two plate or two. Yeah. It was eight dollars yep. total. And we would wash it every single between every single meal.
0: So so funny. when you guys are sitting here like, oh, they have maybe you're thinking this. Oh my god, they have an ebook. They have all these courses. Like you guys, like anyone can freaking yeah, do yeah, yeah,
1: anyone, and, anyone. And like, and here's the thing: is you know, going back to our business coach that we just hired, she's like, you know, in in a very nice way, basically was like, you guys look like assholes because you don't have a website. Yeah, and like
0: basically. Okay, we'll just make one. Yeah, and we did. So we googled like. How, we asked a couple people that we knew would probably have some insights. We had met some people along our journey. Yeah. So all of this pieces together because of small little things that we did. Yeah. like, I got this client who actually ends up knowing what to do when it comes to building a business. Yeah, And I reached out to her, actually invited her to be a coach. And she was like, hey, okay, yeah, no, like I literally run like a million dollar business and yeah. I'm the CEO. I'm like, oh, I didn't oh. know that. And then she's like, let me help you. And then like <laughs> she helped us. Like it literally, you guys, it, I didn't wake up and, and like after high school and say, I'm going to create the Fit and Social minds Academy with Jenna Lockhart and no. I'm going to be doing this. No,
1: no, no. Like it
0: literally came from well, even- all the little random shit. Yeah. That we just took action on. And
1: we were just open to it and we took action, massive action. Yeah. Sometimes. But yeah. Yeah. So now,
0: so this is going to lead us in because we got to.
1: Yeah. We got to wrap this up. We're going to run out of time.
0: Yeah. So again, we developed our ebook. Then we developed the Fit and Social Mindset Academy to help clients. And then as we had clients going through it, they were freaking, they're still thriving. It's like such an amazing course. If you need help becoming fit and social, you need to go through it. Um, Then we started developing some other layers of coaching, like our group coaching. We have some nutrition stuff. Like we have all these things we've developed over time. Well, that's for our clients. That's for our clients. Yeah. Like our
1: clients right now are like, Set.
0: Set. They are have everything from us that they would ever need. Amazing. It's amazing. So then we started thinking about other network network marketers out there, anyone, not just Beachbody people. And we started just thinking about anyone on Instagram who would maybe want to start a business. Maybe they want to start a blog. Maybe they want to start, yeah. I don't know, a podcast, anything. We're like, we've done all of these things. Mm-hmm. We know how to do this. Yeah. So now the next beast is to create business coaching. Mm-hmm. And so that's gonna be another episode.
1: Yes, that's gonna be the next episode because we are, we've officially launched business coaching.
0: Officially. And, and it's, it's fucking amazing. It's actually better than the Mindset Academy, <laughs> I think personally. It is amazing. Yeah. And it came from all the things we've learned throughout this entire process that we just took you through. Mm-hmm. And if you're somebody sitting here like I'm made for more and I, need to be doing something more with my life, like then maybe you should consider this because it's for any level and we'll talk more about it in our next episode. We will.
1: It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait.
0: I can't either. All right. Until next time. Tune in next week.